Welcome to Holy Moly. This is our podcast where we are chatting about Netflix's new reprisal of the beloved television show, The Mole. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Tori. Um, everyone, I know that we just finished our recap of talking about the series the other week, but we are here with a very special episode because we have a special guest with us this week to chat about their personal experience as the sixth place finisher slash fan favorite, mm-hmm. Greg Shapiro. I'm so excited to be here. Um, is it sixth or is it fifth? That's. I mean, did does did Cassie place? That's my question. Oh, right, you're she right. doesn't count. Fifth place. Wow, damn! I came in and already insulted you. I mean, when you're in the middle of the pack, you really have to just grab on to what you can. Yeah. Yes. Um. Oh my gosh, no! Thank you so much for being here. So sorry for already starting off on that. No. No. It's- Fine. <laughs> I like it. Any opportunity to just keep it real, like, and I think that's what yes. brings me here today. Yes. yes. Um, we're super happy to have you. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing really good. It's the full moon, so hold on tight. Um, this okay. this podcast almost didn't happen because there was actually a blackout in my building for the past two hours, and it, the power no. came on wow. just in time. Oh my gosh. That's a sign. It's meant to be. It's so meant to be. <laughs> How are you guys doing? We're doing We're great. great. Um, yeah, honestly, this is like I was just saying, our little mom pop podcast, and now we're being legitimatized by your presence. But um, <laughs> I think that like we just sensed that the vibe was right and that we would have a lot to chat about with you. Um we do have like some questions uh we want to like get into the mole obviously but also we just um as you've listened to our earlier podcast loved your vibe in general um and want to talk about greg shapiro the person um you're a jersey boy yeah i am born and raised jersey shore and when i went on the mole actually i talked about it a lot but since the show I've moved to Seattle, but I will mm-hmm. always be Jersey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jackie's our Jersey girl. That's why we ask. I am a Jersey girl. I'm a North Jersey girl. There's always this like North South Jersey and the shore is its own entity. I feel. Yeah. I mean, it's the closer, I guess you're closer to New York, um, closer to route 46, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The important um, thing. I'm more central Jersey, and I think central stretches pretty much like mm-hmm. from the center to like high shore, which is where I was, like northern shore. Um, sure. Yeah. Amazing. Do you go back to New Jersey ever? Like, how long have you been in Seattle? I've been in Seattle since um, July 2nd, and oh, I'm, okay. I'm going back to Jersey for the first time for Thanksgiving in nine days. Nice. That's exciting. Safe travels. Thank you. Um, Something else that I loved that we got a glimpse into from the show was besides this mole adventure, you have an interesting like work and skills and interest background. Um, You mentioned that you have been or maybe still are a focus group moderator. 
um, a Zumba instructor, like all of these multifaceted things. So I would love to hear like your journey into kind of being that multi-talented person. Um, I think just like growing up adjacent to New York City, um, you just always have like a thirst for the theater, for musical theater, for the performing arts. So I think Zumba was a way to always just like be in front of an audience and my mom got me into it. But like professionally, like should I just tell you from beginning to end? Go like for it. different yeah. beats. Yeah. So yes. always I've always had a love of TV. So my first job out of college was working on the production research team for the show Door the Explorer oh, um, at Nickelodeon. Oh. So I did preschool focus groups for them. Wow. And it kind of exposed me to like the market research world, mm-hmm. which I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. So did that for a couple years. Um, but then I really always wanted to work on cruise ships. Um First was wow. a performer, but that didn't happen. <laughs> but I saw, I saw, yes. I saw another job posting for like digital content specialist for Royal Caribbean. So I got that job, and that was basically doing like all of the onboard communications and the touch screens, and like obviously like stalking the cast and being yes. like, if someone hurts their leg, like <laughs> let me jump on the stage. So sales. <laughs> Sailed with them for a while um, and then sailed with a different cruise line doing Cuba cruises in 2016. And I was a tour guide for them. And then approaching the ripe old age of 27, mama, <laughs> my mama said, you need health insurance. Come back to land Ooh, right away. And I, <laughs> and I said, yes, mom. <laughs> um, so I came home, started working in back to doing focus groups, but this time for an agency. And then I did that uh, for a while, Um, worked another job in travel, and then the pandemic happened and being in the cruise industry, even on land, wasn't a good place to be. Mm -hmm. And then I went off on my own to do freelance market research uh, until, um, until I went to film the mole. And then since then, I've been doing in-house market research for a uh, maritime company. Oh, cool. What a cool blend. You don't get seasick. I don't get seasick. <laughs> That's a blessing. I, I, I'm, a, I'm an expert at staying on the boat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I did, I did really, there really was like a big storm and I don't, I don't want to like get into the details sure. of it but like the waves were like 35 feet high the winds were 150 miles per hour oh my God. like oh we my did God. we lost half of our engines <gasps> people were being thrown from their beds like a huge like filing cabinet oh fell down God. next to me oh. and like smashed the computer like i truly truly yeah. could have died scary and if we and if we did have to abandon ship like i would have been the last one out just based on where my emergency station was Wow. So, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, wear your yeah. life jackets. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, and then yeah, I guess like since then I've I've kind of Zumba is a long answer, but Zumba's <laughs> kind of high impact, and I really do love Zumba. But just like since having experience is is like early thirties, like herniated discs and mm. such. Like yeah. my focus definitely has shifted more to like yoga, mm-hmm. Pilates, and then since the show, right. like Reiki, meditation, Love. like crystals, that kind nice. of thing. 
we That's did awesome. watch like some of your Zumba reels and I'm I am kidding you Greg yeah Jackie you can share because I, like for some I don't know I think I just went looking for Greg Shapiro content on YouTube <laughs> and um I found Guided by Greg your channel and there's not a lot but what is there is quality mm-hmm. and I just found a lot of joy from the two like Zumba sizzle reels or like fitness instructor reels and I swear to you, like, I had some rough days over the weeks that I was watching them, mm-hmm. and they put me in a great mood. Like, I just Can enjoyed. Attest. Yeah, I told Tori yeah. about it. It was like partially the Lifted energy from you a were dark bringing. Place. Yeah. The energy you were bringing, the music, the just movement of seeing people there. Like, I would love to take a class with you one day if you're going to go the Dorinda Medley route of teaching. Um, <laughs> I'm on your subscription list. Oh, thank you. I, thank you for bringing that up. And I, it made me so happy when I heard you guys talk about that. And it also made me say, hmm, a little bit. Because I remember you said it was in the context of like this guru comment I made. Right. And you were like, is this guy really a guru? And then I think when you watched my hips way back and I forth, you were like, hmm, I'm getting, yeah, <laughs> I'm it's getting this it. state of, it's, it's a moving dancing hypnosis. And it worked on me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, You mentioned, I think this was on your RHAP interview, you shared that you have mantras for each day of the week. Um, And I think you shared like Sunday and Monday. Uh, I loved them so much. Could you share your mantra for every day of the week? Um, so Monday is don't rush because Mondays you tend to just like mm-hmm. be like, I need to start getting things done. So like, let's just like put a pin in that right away. Okay. Don't rush. Tuesdays, relax. It's only Tuesday. Mm, right. Wednesday is just do it. Mm. Like, <laughs> thing... You got to do something. Right now you got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a th- make a list and do the things on the okay. list on Wednesday. Yeah. And Thursday is listen, because the voices in the head are probably loud at this point. So just (laughs) solicit outside feedback on Thursday. Just listen. Um, Friday is enjoy, Mm. because it's Friday. Just do things to enjoy. Saturday is smile. Like, enough thinking. Just put the movement into Uh. your face and smile. And then Sundays just go with the flow. No plan. I love that. Amazing. I feel really good about every day's vibe, except for potentially Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to need to. (laughs) Wednesday is like the one day where you're like, all right, pull your shit together, Tori. (laughs) Like, do what you got to (laughs) do. But what if when and but if Wednesday your goal is like I need to do relax, then Wednesday can be easier. But I actually do the, as a way to just like internalize them, I do like a breathing exercise Mm -hmm. where you inhale on the day and then you exhale on the mantra. Mm -hmm. And then you go through the days breathing. If you mess up, you start over at the beginning. And then if it is like that day Mm -hmm. that you're saying, you feel it like extra hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, I mean, like, I know I'm laughing, but like, I genuinely love these so much because like, we just got to like take it easy. We're we're trying to put too much mm-hmm. like go 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 and so I really that's when you started sharing some of them we were like all right this is mm-hmm. a good vibe. Um, I feel more relaxed. And the yeah. day um 
I got eliminated on a Saturday and I at that point the mantras had gone out the window. Yeah. I We're was not smiling. <laughs> no, we are not. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um all right, let's get into some mole questions. I'm sure we'll we'll sprinkle in and out as we go. Um so leading up to like you knew you were cast on the show, like you know you're going on to the show to film something. Did you do any prep? Like, I know, like, Survivor, everyone's always like, oh, I worked out and I did this or that. But, like, this is a different kind of game. So, like, did you have to do any mental or physical or emotional prep for yourself? Um, so we didn't get the the final word that we were cast until, like, two weeks before the show. Mm, wow. Two weeks before we flew out. So not a lot of so, time. So not a lot of time. So this was a lesson, as I started being considered for the show, this is a lesson in just preparing for things that are uncertain. Mm-hmm. And I had um, I had been considered for a different show, found out that show went out the window and said, you know what, I don't regret the preparations I made for this other show. Mm-hmm. And the other show was The the Pack on Amazon Prime, season two, Amazing Race with Your Dog. I did 12 weeks of agility with my dog. <laughs> we ended up not being cast, but I was like, you know what, I don't regret, prepa- you're never gonna regret oh. that. So as soon as the mole was even on the table, I was like, let's start, mm-hmm. you know? And and by the time it got to where I was going to hear the yes or no, I was really proud of the things that I had done. So I was like, if I don't get it, then maybe it'll be the next one. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to add that. Yeah. yeah. But um, wow. But so I started um, working out just, um, you know, Kim has her Marilyn Monroe dress. I have... I guess the mole, like you, you just, I'm just, let me just get in good shape. It had been the pandemic. So I did a lot of working out. Um, I did a lot of um, meditating, mm-hmm. not just to like keep calm, um, but really to just start feeling like connected to like the universe around me and signs and what's going on mm-hmm. and just being ready to just be cut off mm-hmm. from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um watched uh amazing race australia Mm. took notes on that um then started once it got into quarantine um the a lot of reading about astrology about um kind of where the art of war and astrology intersect Mm. was copying down when all the full moons and the new moons would be during filming and lots of yeah so i mean you could just take any of that stuff and discuss it but um and then the last thing which is i think kind of a little weird but um i started like really changing my wardrobe in the pandemic Like, I think a lot of us just in a cocoon. So I started just, like, collecting random pieces with the hopes that one day they would see the light on television, and they did. And boy, did they. Uh, I feel like that's inspiring because I feel like like everyone should aspire to, like, I'm going to treat my wardrobe as if one day I'm going to be on television Mm -hmm. to, like, show this off. Like, I love that. I mean, it was like getting the clothes for the show is just so it's like a fascinating thing. Like we had to send looks like they first they asked for 10 shots and I sent them 10 outfits and they said, no, they're like, who is this person? So I sent 10 more. I sent 10 more. I was like, are we getting closer? Yeah. Yeah. 
by the time we by the time they gave me the note action adventure i had sent 80 outfits to them and finally we got some clothes that we could work with but on the yeah but dressing for the show that you haven't been cast on yet like there's there's some leftover clothing people like i'm ready i'm ready when you are that is crazy (laughs) i would expect that they would send you stuff like that feels like a big I don't know, lift. Uh, like, I, for sure, I got to start getting ready. <laughs> so we all brought our clothes. We had like each person had over like 150 pounds of luggage that we <gasps> had to lug. And then by episode two, they said no more black, no more white. And we were all screwed because all the clothing stores in Australia were closed. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that wow. I love that for you. Um. I want to take it back real quick to the pact. Um, you mentioned you were training with your dog or the pack. The, the pack, pack, yeah. Um, so one, I didn't realize you had a dog. What was it like being away from them for the filming? And then two, I saw on Instagram a while ago that you had a behind the scenes shot of rescuing a stray kitten during filming and so i'm curious like are you a cat and dog person are you still connected with that cat what was that story um so i did kind of lose custody of the dog in the divorce (laughs) i was nervous i saw your face i was like oh it's bad it's okay i mean it's for the best chi chi is so so talented he was a he is. He's still alive. He's a Chihuahua Minpin mix. Ooh. So he's both um, manipulative um, <laughs> and reactive. Yeah. And he had two wonderful parents at one point. Me, he got um, Jewish anxiety from. Mm. And my husband, my ex-husband, he got his Latin temper from <laughs> him. So <laughs> Gigi had a lot working against him. And I knew that reality TV wasn't for him. Like he Too would go for right Gigi. for the cameraman ankles. Yeah. But in terms of like, like being amazing at agility, he was really, really good. And I, and I hope I get to see Chi Chi. Um, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, but so it's okay. It's not a sore spot for bringing it up, but it, it definitely like, it was, it was great preparing that and and maybe I'll send you our final audition. Yes. What memories. Okay, but the cat. So we were in Ravenswood and that was where um we were kind of having like a down morning, I guess. I don't I don't know if it was like before an elimination or what it was, but I was just like doing my thing with the crew. I'm like, I'm going to be that cool person who hangs out with the crew. And I would wake up early, go on walks and stuff. So we were all hanging out and we had discovered, yeah, there was just this blind cat walking around. um, And someone else in the crew. uh, And this is how I met somebody else in the crew. She was holding the cat and then she started feeding the cat like little pieces of sausage with her hands. And then the cat like, the cat like bit her. And... (laughs) then I was the only I know it was like not good but I was she was really scared of infection but I was the only person with a first aid kit so I patched her wound and we got to talking and I'm not gonna say who she was but she told me that she also you know deals in the world of moons and crystals Mm -hmm. and um she she said like you will not go home tonight and that was the night that 
I went all in on Sandy and I didn't go home. Wow. Ooh. That's good to know because when you had mentioned that you charted out, you know, the moon calendar and things like that, I will admit, like, I am interested in that world and don't know a lot about it. So something I was curious about was, were you finding any strange occurrences that kind of aligned with, like, your expectations or things that you thought um, could happen? So that's an interesting one. Yeah, I would say just to sum up the moon's role in it a little bit, just, like, for beginners, Mm -hmm. it's that, like, the what the world is 75% water mm-hmm. um our bodies are over 90 our bodies 90% yeah. water 80% water something like that a lot and the moon <laughs> a lot of water and the moon the moon controls the tides mm-hmm. the moon yeah. and the sun influence the currents around the world so for us as water beings to think that the moon doesn't affect our mm-hmm. day of life mm-hmm or our long-term rhythms and cycles. I think it's a little naive Mm -hmm. to think that we could expertly predict how the moon does it Mm -hmm. is naive as Mm -hmm. well. So maybe it's something that's immeasurable, but just omnipresent. Mm -hmm. So for me, definitely getting to know the zodiac signs of the different players, what their, what the um, preferred strategy Mm -hmm. according to the zodiac Mm -hmm. is, and then also knowing what date, what eliminations would fall on big full moon or new moon dates if um, any kind of deeper manifesting was necessary. Was your elimination on uh, one of those dates or? Mine was on a new moon. Okay. All right. And the the prediction was like about something about like sacrificing like, I don't know, like mental health for the sake of entertainment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Some, you know, something Not specifically relevant. like that. <laughs> Greg, you're a water sign, right? I'm a Pisces. Okay. Jackie and I are both Geminis, which I feel mm-hmm. like makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Osei is a Gemini. Ooh, oh. love it. Yeah, I, I know like our, because like two Geminis together like can be a bit like chatty, Just a bit never stop talking. airy, chatty, never stop talking. And I feel like that, that fits very well for our experience our together. So. Yeah, pretty much. And then when you throw a water sign into the mix, like nothing will get done like, at <laughs> yeah. all. So everyone, so sit, down for... <laughs> sit down but I for did... quite a meandering. Um, so going into the game, like I, in the research that I did, I was meant to not trust the air signs mm. of the game. And so right here that I'm showing you in my journal, like I have all the different astrology strategies and next to Aquarius, Libra, and Gemini, I have beware. Ooh. Um, Which who were they in the game? Do you know? Well, Osei. the first the first Osei. air sign to go home was Osei, uh-huh. and the next air sign to go home was uh, Casey, who's an Aquarius. Okay. And the last air sign in the game was Kasi, Ooh. the Libra. Oh, okay. Well, well, well. Uh, I I am a very big air sign. I'm a my sun sign is Gemini and my rising and my moon are Aquarius. So I am like an airy bitch. <laughs> so, wow. It's tough. It's real tough spot to be in, but. Uh, um, oh my goodness. Okay. So bringing it back to um, kind of like the vibe of 
the show and your experience there i feel like i mean we talked about it in some of our podcasts already like you were bringing a lot of fun i think you were a clear standout of someone on the screen that people i wanted to keep seeing you i wanted to keep having you in every scene because you were just fun i could tell you were having fun and i could tell that it was genuine so i'm curious like what was the vibe in general there were you feeling like you were kind of the um exception of having fun or was there a lot of fun we didn't see um was the paranoia from other people kind of offsetting the fun what was that vibe it was a lot of fun and i would say peak fun and it's funny that people are like oh these are love island rejects or whatever (gasps) but like peak fun was like us in our outfits getting mic'd up hair and makeup mm-hmm. done, us seeing each other's outfits for the first time, getting ready for a mission. Uh, like, yes, like uh, it really did feel like very Love Island, very, especially like going into the water mission. Like that was peak fun. Mm-hmm. Like this was this was the time for all of our Insta baddies to show their body yaddy yaddies <laughs> to the audience. Like everything was shaved, the spray tans were going, <laughs> like the, the pre-workout was flowing, like, That was us at our best, Uh and that was when the vibes were good. And then, like, it got vibes. Then the game continued, obviously. But there was there was a lot of fun to be had, and I would say um, everybody had a fun side. Good. Okay, that's good to hear. Uh Love that. I feel like you talking about um, like getting ready, getting dressed in. Jackie and I started podcasting originally about the celebrity mole um, versions of the mole. And they used to do they would have like one or two makeup room scenes where they would like film the people like in their makeup room getting ready for dinner. And I loved it. They were the and best. I, I wish if only <laughs> we filmed a lot of that. Uh, lost footage. I think people. Yeah, there's footage of. um I think Sandy putting on some kind of matte lip gloss. And I think somebody like clocked it, like clocked, like it was a Mac, I guess a certain kind. So there is, there is lost um, makeup Uh. footage, a lot of it. And there's, there's footage of me like ironing my clothes, like just like (laughs) Mm -hmm. the craziest stuff. Just need like the, I I don't know, the daily little things that all add up to what the experience was. I know, the B-sides. Well, that's what this podcast is for. This podcast is the B-sides. Was it, did it ever get like stressful for you almost like balancing out the demands of like being on a show and feeling like, you know, you're being filmed, you have to be on, you have to be on. um, And like, like, how was that balance with like keeping sane, but also feeling like I'm on TV, I'm on TV. Um, yeah, I think I did. Like, I, I tried to be one person mm-hmm. at the beginning and, mm-hmm. like, not whether I was wearing a microphone or not wearing a microphone, I was being exactly the same. So so my goal was oneness, mm-hmm. but at the end of it, I was split in two. And mm-hmm. I went to a shaman after the show, mm-hmm. and the shaman was like, you need to be conscious in one world as one person. Uh-huh. And it's it's impossible to not be split in two with a show like The Mole because well, sure. you are doing. But in terms of... The show, I mean, I think just like you said, being funny and being lighthearted, like it was a pressure, an unspoken pressure, I feel like that I put on myself to just like be funny Mm -hmm. when there were moments where I was not pleased and Mm -hmm. I was angry and I was spiteful and vengeful and vindictive. And a lot of that got cut out. Mm -hmm. So it would for for 
for my character to make sense, mm-hmm. you know, seeing dualities of people is not quite possible right. in reality mm-hmm. TV. Right. And it's a long show. So, like, frankly, it would be near impossible to to be the one the one person the whole time you know like it's only natural to to almost like go through that entire circle (laughs) right yeah but it was um i i liked i think being in front of the camera gave me purpose Mm -hmm. so when i was in front of the camera i just felt i felt a lot less stressed Mm -hmm. than i was understandably being locked in a hotel room yeah. for 36 right. hours at a time. <laughs> right, right. So on that note, like, what was that like being, I, I understand, my understanding is like, you didn't have your phones during any of this process. Um, and you were kind of in isolation in between challenges and filming and things. So was that difficult to get into? And then also thinking about coming back into the real world, was that a weird adjustment back to be connected again? Um, I think like the isolating part of it. I mean, I I fully embodied and understood why that was the mm-hmm. case. Like we did not want the story moving forward mm-hmm. without the audience. Obviously, there were some people who their entire game was played off camera. Mm-hmm. So you'll never really see the big moves that they were making. Mm-hmm. But some of us, we were making our big moves on screen. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, we had to just take to cool off i mean i would call it being emotionally trafficked mm. um with an amateur improv <laughs> like that would be the experience we would show up to these towns on our mental health walks and like our babysitters would hold our wallets and i remember <laughs> at one point Cassie took a map out and she put the map down on the counter and asked the person working at this gift shop like can you point to where we are and if I was this lady, oh. I would call the police. Yeah. I would call yeah. the police. I'd be like, yeah. these Americans are being kidnapped. <laughs> like these. Right, this, this is a cry very... for help. Blink twice. Yeah. So that's like the trafficking part. Mm-hmm. And then the emotions is you just can't react. Like you have to save, like something big just happens. And then they're like, okay, everybody, you know, you're on ice. Mm. Um, but I, I think the meditating really prepared me mm. for this. So I... I welcomed it like I we had a chance where we each could pick out one book and I picked out like intro to Buddhism Mm -hmm. and I would just like read it Mm -hmm. so I got and also just working on ships and being in a cabin you know it was it really wasn't hard for me Mm -hmm. it was a lot harder for some of the other people and I really really wanted to like help them I wanted to teach them how to meditate but like that wasn't my place it's kind of amazing that like it feels like your life experiences and your life journey like almost made you like the perfect person <laughs> for that kind of experience, you know? <laughs> I mean, maybe I've just been preparing my yeah, whole life for it. Yeah. All led up to this. Yeah. So getting... Wait, you had a two-part. Sorry. Okay, no, keep going, please. <laughs> right, coming back into the real world. Um, Coming back into the real world, well, I think there's this idea called like um, transference. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I learned about this when I did like a a broad like backpacking program, a gap year in college. So we had instructors leading us through this, but we were backpacking through like remote Bolivia and Peru. Mm -hmm. And right right before we got home, they said to us, you know, like it it just the amount of time that this three month Mm -hmm. journey has take, it takes three more months for 
for those things to set right. in. Mm-hmm. And then, so I kind of had that patience with myself. So I, I was on the show for three months and then I traveled a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I finally got home in November and uh, it's been about a year since mm-hmm. then. And I would say about six months ago was kind of when I was like, okay, let's start, you know, mm-hmm. moving forward a bit. But right. um, I think it was just, it was, I mean, you could ask my friend who I'm, I'm, live in Seattle with uh she lives across town and I went to her house when I got out of the show but those first few weeks like I was a wreck like I was I was crying a lot Mm -hmm. like I I just didn't know what had been like done to me right yeah yeah I mean we Tori and I will not be able to fully relate by any means and (laughs) I don't know if you heard any piece of this story but Tori and I played an LRG live reality game fan-made version of the mole. So we had like a micro dose of your experience yeah. and we were shattered after three days. We I was crying shattered. on the plane ride home. Like I was just drained, exhausted yeah. emotionally. So I can only imagine three months a larger scale production, actual isolation. Like it sounds so intense. It was really, it was really, really yeah. intense. And I did like talk to the psych after. Yeah. Um, but I think like, I think, yeah, going anywhere, that's just like a hero's journey, mm-hmm. you know, mm. microdose or no microdose. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. if you, if you get on a plane and you go somewhere and you put yourself through challenges and you test yourself and it's, you know, and the stakes are not life or death, mm-hmm. then that the result is just intense, quick spiritual growth yeah no totally i i love it yeah i'm almost like craving another microdose of it soon i feel like it's (laughs) (laughs) me too um yeah um you craving some doses doses. (laughs) (laughs) okay okay um greg you have i heard you say elsewhere that like you went into this and you would have wanted to be the mole right uh, prob- just to like, literally just to, to be in guaranteed episodes like that. <laughs> <Okay>. Respect. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. Right. Cause it's a risk. Otherwise you could be first out. Like yeah. that's, that's rough. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So if you were the mole, what would your strategy have been? And two, if the mole was not Kasi or you, who else from your cast do you think would have been a good mole? Um, my strategy on the mole would have just been to do what I'm told mm-hmm. by yeah. production. <laughs> right, you lead the way. <laughs> People know. To do exactly what they said <laughs> and to not, because otherwise, like, would I be fed? You know, like, <laughs> I would just... <laughs> the trafficking, I'm really starting to get concerned. <laughs> I'm like... I would have, they would have just lobotomized me and I would have been like, yes, <laughs> like, do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Poor um, I think I would have done the same yeah and I think just like at the dinner like I guess you guys didn't see the dinners but my dinners was it was just classic Real Housewife playbook mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. just deflect argue react mm-hmm. do not own anything mm-hmm. like I didn't I didn't apologize for 
anything mm-hmm. at all the entire time. But also, like, nobody accused me of anything because I, I mean, so mm-hmm. it would have just, it would have just been probably, probably the same. Mm-hmm. Um, who would I think would have been a good mole? I think Joy would have been a good mole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but then also, like, I got out on Joy. Avery got out on Joy. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's like the only person that really didn't have people considering her was Cassie so mm-hmm. it's hard to say yeah. I mean K- Casey would have been a good mom yes also, yes I think. I think she was one of my like pre-cast assessment before watching any of the episodes I just from the cast bios alone I thought that you would have been the mole Greg and I like picked Casey I think is the winner mm-hmm. but I picked you as the mole something about your cast bio also and I mean that as a compliment because like I yeah. also I think of it through the lens of like production needs to pick somebody they trust yeah. to like it's a big responsibility. So um you were my my mole pick, but uh I ended up being incredibly happy with your journey. So. <laughs> I I I think I'm I'm more of like a Brazilian South American mole right now. Like that is where I get my DMs from people in Brazil who are watching it and they're oh. like, you are the mole. Like, I know it, oh, you know? And I yeah. think that has to do with the, I think that's to do with the dubbing. I think the, mm. the voice, my voice in um, Brazil or in other Latin American countries is just like a bit deeper. And <laughs> okay. I think it's a little more, more serious. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You don't get like the squawk, like the <laughs> <Yeah>. high frequency. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Um... Okay, so moving more into the cast a little bit, did you first meet these people the day that we saw your first challenge, like the airplane? Was that your first sight setting on people? That really was. I mean, there was a a moment where we all signed contracts, Mm -hmm. you know, but we all weren't allowed to speak to each other. The chairs were, like, pointed in different directions. So they really, really made sure Mm -hmm. that that was the first moment that we were truly able to look each other in the eyes. I mean, there was like some sizing up going on. Right. You know, you could see people from afar, but um, that was as real as it right. gets. Yeah, so what, any like first impressions that stand out from your memory? I was just like, I, you can see it on my face. Like, I'm like, where am yeah. I? What is going on? My first, imp- I mean, I would say like, I, uh, my balcony leading into the show looked into Jacob's room and I had read a lot about balcony antics from the first season so I was very balcony aware so I for the 24 hours before we started filming I was looking out the the camera not at the camera out the out my window (laughs) into Jacob's room and I want I I could see what Jacob was watching so I saw that so I saw that he was watching Back to the Future, okay. and so I I put on I put on Back to the Future in my hotel because I was like, let me just be in, in as the same mindset yeah, as somebody. Exactly. Connections, feelings, so, emotions, yeah. So when we got to the plane, I see Jacob, and the first thing I said to him was, "I go, man, this feels like Back to the Future." <gasps> and, That's amazing. Literally nothing. nothing I saw nothing register. on his face. Didn't register at all. I was like, this guy's not the one. Like, Jacob, I said where we're going, we don't need roads. Because <laughs> he's like fixing the plane. Like everyone was like doing a lot of prop work. But mm. um so the going in there and then going in, I was like, wow, Sandy's wearing a lot of makeup. Like that was also 
<laughs> that I saw. But also, a lot of people saw that, and they're like, makeup, mask, hiding, mole. Oh. You know? Yeah. Wow. That is fun. The paranoia. Um, all right. I'm gonna. We're gonna ask you a few like very quick rapid fire questions. Like just first impression. Like answer. Your answer should be somebody from the cast. Nothing too hard hitting. Just <laughs> just your first first gut instinct. Uh, it's a bit like high school superlative style. Um, okay. All right. So who would be the best partner if you were to go on the Amazing Race? Um. Casey or Avery. Okay. Who would be the most likely to win Survivor? Joy. Okay. Mm, all right. Best to bring home to mom. Pranav. <laughs> um, most likely to be late to the reunion. Joy. <laughs> okay. Best to trust in an emergency situation. Me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Funniest. Yeah, duh. Okay, am I allowed to? Yeah, no. I even thought about saying like, no, you could say yourself. Um, (laughs) who's the worst liar? Uh, Oh, that's hard. I mean, I would say Pranav. Mm. Okay. Um, and who is the best liar? I guess Kasi. Cassie's a good liar. Will's a good liar, and Joy's yeah, also a good liar. Yeah, that makes, makes sense. sense. Um, all right, so done with the rapid fire. Um, still thinking about the cast. Was there anybody who surprised you when you were watching back the show? And like, what I mean by that is like. Was there somebody who comes across differently in their confessionals versus in real life, whether that means like personality wise or even just like their game strategy of like you seeing this confessional talk of being like, whoa, didn't know that. Um, I couldn't believe that um, <clears throat> that uh, Avery was talking about her sabotage mm. to the cameras. Uh-huh. Like to me, that was so gen z bold meta (laughs) it was quite brilliant i have to say Mm -hmm. but but she was also talking about her sabotage to us Mm -hmm. you know she she would sometimes say greg i've sabotaged every single mission like she would say (laughs) that to me so so i'm not surprised that i saw her say that so that was one surprising confessional another surprising confessional i mean I have to say, I was disappointed that Casey said I did nothing in the boat mission because I was giving Casey a lot of props for getting that crate yes. on. Like what uh-huh. what she did, what she did was one of the most superhuman, amazing things I've ever seen, uh-huh. and it was it was just beyond. Mm-hmm. And I I was singing her praises a lot. So yeah, so that one I was like, but also that like hurts. okay, I was like it's okay, like it's a show. I wasn't. That surprised me. And then, I don't know. I mean, I would say, like, I I guess Will went a little bit hard, you know, Mm -hmm. when he would say, like, is this person the mole or are they just stupid, you know? Yeah. But, like, he was kind of consistently like Mm -hmm. that. So I can't say that that um, shocked me too hard. Right. 
were you like surprised by anything you said? Because I feel like <laughs> if I sat down for a confessional and there was like a bright light and a camera, I would talk and then immediately just have no recollection of what just happened. I would like, black I'd be out. like, this was a blackout. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't remember being like speaking about <laughs> thinking Cassie was the mole. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember even saying any of that. And I don't even know if I did. Like, maybe I yeah. did, maybe I didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. So like you say, yeah, when you sit down and you, you're you doing like two hours an episode, like a lot of stuff yeah. is coming yeah. out. And I think like a lot of a lot of what you ended up seeing was just kind of us moving the story forward. Mm-hmm. So there's some gems. Yeah. There's some lost gems, yeah. some uncut gems. It's yes. tough. There's so much footage and only so little that can like make an episode. So I feel you. Yeah, I know, but I, but the show is meant for the audience to not know who it is. Mm-hmm. So I think, yes, yeah. I mean, I guess I was also surprised seeing Cassie's confessionals too. Mm. Like it was just kind of just like pretty plain, you know, mm-hmm. just saying. Right. Like, <laughs> some of the things are just kind of made me laugh out loud. Yeah, you know, I like Dom's Dom's personality made me a better player. Like. I don't, I don't <laughs> that was weird. I do feel like her confessionals right. are a big piece of why I was suspicious of her because we would purposely get like such like kind of neutral information from her, whereas we would really get in-depth information on Avery's strategy, on Will's suspicions, and Kasi was kind of like a neutral, you know, separated narrator, and that just felt like a deviation from everyone else. Yeah, we we did see that side of her. Mm-hmm. Like I would say when after she um she did have two kind of personalities, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 I guess it was it was hard to keep track when you're spending so many mm-hmm. times, right. but in the end like her her fake mole personality was the one that the audience got to see mm-hmm. proportionally like a, a lot of mm-hmm. versus right. us we saw kind of the real cost, right. you know, most of the time. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's hard. I would not want to be the mole because no. it would be so hard. Because, like, you're, I imagine you're all together so much. You're all, like, getting to know each other, like, as real people. And then it's like, oh, shit, I got to, like, do this thing. I know. She made it look easy. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, lot of respect. A lot of respect. Um. Okay, so thinking more about some of the challenges, because that's, like, one of the biggest aspects here. Um, I'm wondering, was there kind of a, I don't know if there were like scary challenges that you were participating in, but things definitely felt adventurous. Um, I think there was a lot of kind of emphasis on like the mountain climbing and like the, you know, shimmying across a rope and things like that. So were there scary moments for you? Or just kind of moments that were, like, intense challenge-wise? I think um, I think the first steps we took into the river and the first mm. challenge, like, we all really got swept away. Oh. And then and then Pranav is like, remember, everyone, take big steps, which is, like, the opposite of what you should do. <laughs> oh, no. So I think it was, 
it was scary that people were so quick to like step up as experts with no credentials right. in, in these scenarios Yikes. and, and you're people like, yeah, sounds were, good <laughs> yeah and everyone was more likely to listen to somebody else except for me like I was like the last person people uh, wanted to listen oh, to wow. so that 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 was scary and I think that like laddered into definitely the boat mission mm. like seeing will get hurt mm-hmm. um seeing joy also got hurt as well oh. on the coral and then, yeah, and then seeing all of our life jackets just float away, like that was the only life jacket we had left. And to see also the audience see like someone using a life jacket as a sign of like negligence when like actually a life jacket is a sign of safety. Right, right. Yeah. So <laughs> that the boat mission, the boat mission was really, really like I didn't. And also just like I made like for months leading up to the show, I was living a hundred feet away from the mm-hmm. ocean. And I would say like, Greg, like maybe you should go out and do some diving to prep. And then I'm like, it's not Survivor. Right. If there's one thing I'm not gonna do, it's okay. Yeah. So even when I did go and dive down, like just those those crates were like a hundred pounds. So wow. just feeling it and feeling this thing holding you down it was truly, truly terrifying. And I, I did. Like, I got came up from the water and it was on camera. And I was like, I'm so scared. Like, yeah. this is so scary. That is scary. So that was probably, I would say, the, the, the scariest mission. Mm-hmm. That is scary. I mean, like, I'm panicked just thinking about being underwater and kind of having that moment of, am I going to make it back to the top? Like, that is a very, very scary water feeling. So I, I feel it. Yeah, we're very panicky yes. people. So I get always, scared easy. And like, I watch the challenges, and I'm always like, nope, not for me. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I'm. The, when the cat got hurt, no, when the cat hurt the the right. other crew member, I was the one with the with the first aid. Yeah. Kit, so I, I was prepared. I was like, Who's gonna take care of me? Right. You know? yeah. Right. A valid question. Uh-huh. There was somebody there to take care of me like there was definitely i'm not saying there's not like safety sure. people, right but no no one's gonna take care of you as well as you are gonna mm-hmm. take care of right, yourself right and my my priority was just like keeping my body okay right yeah yes. oh my god very important Whew. um okay i'm thinking about the challenges and so like obviously the whole premise of the show is like the mole is trying to sabotage challenges Um, But, like, what ends up happening is that a lot of players just end up sabotaging challenges because they want to, like, draw suspicion on themselves. Just as, like, a basic gut check, what percentage of the cast would you say were, like, actively trying to sabotage missions? So much lower than the audience. Really? Okay. So much lower. Really. Just because, like, these challenges are not easy Mm -hmm. and a lot of it... Mm-hmm. is the editing and it was mm. kind of frustrating frustrating for me to hear that be on feedback reddit. yeah <laughs> yeah right. to be on reddit and see people be like this season so boring because ev- every literally everybody's throwing challenges like actually jacob jacob has not admitted to throwing a challenge yeah pranav pranav didn't sabotage anything sandy didn't sabotage mm-hmm. anything Osei kind of just acted sketchy when he got back from the bag <laughs> with with the yeah. bag. Oh, right. But he didn't. Dom didn't. Um, right. I would say. Um, I would say. 
I don't think Joy did anything on purpose. Mm -hmm. I think she was just operating as a, let me kind of sort of do my best, but also not care too much, Mm -hmm. you know? And that was kind of what I was doing. And I don't think that's sabotage. Mm -hmm. That's just not caring. Um, Avery, I think, did do some stuff, but I think a lot of it was just, like, after the fact. Mm -hmm. She would kind of take credit for, like, being, like, having a kind of scattered and confident random moment. (laughs) And, like, rewrite it and be like, oh, wait. Maybe I did sabotage. Right, you know? right. But I'm I don't control think... this narrative. I... Right. Yeah, exactly. And then that brings us to Will, who his his energy, I think, like sometimes made it more difficult mm. for the group mm. to complete things mm. um, because he he was like more of a control freak, mm-hmm. and and I don't think he was, you know, he had his interests in mind as a lot of us do, mm-hmm. but. I don't think he was so uh, honestly I would say there really was not that much sabotage mm-hmm. of people doing it on purpose um except for Cosi. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's like very interesting to know and like one Jackie and I were just saying last episode talking about the finale we were like this show is so much more enjoyable not reading Reddit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah. which obviously is impossible if you're on a TV show you're going to read it but um, yeah, the overanalyzing is tough for sure. Um, so you would say then that like there was most people like genuinely cared about the pot and like adding money to it. Like, was that a big like uniting force or <laughs> was it? <laughs> I mean, not sabotaging missions does not equal. Okay. About the pot. Okay. Everybody most the, the hot topic was not the pot. The hot topic was the followers getting followers after the show. Yeah. In in the mole WhatsApp group, the discussion is who's getting verified. Why is nobody verified? So just like the tea is people were not throwing missions, but also people were not really caring. Yeah. I mean, look at us. We cared a little bit more about our outfits. Right. Than about the missions. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Let's all, you know, we're all going to acknowledge the elephant in the room. We all know we're going on a TV show. <laughs> but I guess that's the question is like, did the mole flop? Like, was the mole a flop? Mm. I think among fans, probably not. Mm-mm. Like, I think it was a pleasant supply, a surprise. Yeah, right. But I think in this, like, we're all watching Love is Blind right now. Yes. Like, in this Netflix, like, you go on a reality show, you get followers. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, the mole isn't really yeah. that stellar in that department. And no. I was wondering if you had an idea, like, why? Like, why is that? Yeah, that is funny because, like, obviously, like, The Bachelor, Love is Blind, like, that is a ticket to that blue check mark. Like, that is, like, okay, we're not here for love. We all know what we're here for. Um, I, I mean, like, the, the mole is brand new. It hasn't been on the air in, like, 20-something years. Like, I think, like, it's – it might come I, around. Yeah. I also feel like people like messiness and I think the the mm-hmm. constraints of this show always tie it back to like the quiz and the challenge and who is yes. the mole and we can't divert that much from the game. And mm-hmm. so I feel like that's something that I'd be interested to see like can it divert a little more in the future? Like what would the mole be like with a little more mess? Um, I feel like in earlier seasons there's a little bit of interpersonal yes. like confrontation um as the game wears on people so i feel like there's a capacity for that but that's yeah, where the know. followers come from though because the followers love like casting 
like personal judgments and like this is where this one more is way more just game like not Mm -hmm. personal judgments but like you get invested in like the romance and the relationships and the dynamics you know yeah I guess yeah it's it's because I know the people on the show Uh like I I I watch it and I'm like oh that's so them you know but I think the audience really didn't get a chance to know any of us, right, really. Right. Yeah. 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 I've, like, I feel like we're, you're kind of like held to the player character mm-hmm. always. You can't truly yeah. be yourself, whether you're the mole or not. And, and not that that yeah. didn't happen. It, it's just what is the balance of the game. But yeah. I have had like a few people that n- are not involved in like the mole the mole universe at all yeah like reach out to me and say like i'm watching the mole on netflix like i really like it here are all my thoughts so i a slow yeah. expansion and you're always gonna get the loudest people on reddit of like the good and the bad you're never gonna get the casual people that are just enjoying it like they're not gonna go say hey i wonder if there's a mole subreddit i should go put some like nice feedback there yeah. um i mean it was doing really well on netflix i think it, i think I think it was a hit. I think it was truly an enjoyable season and hope that there's more. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm very grateful for it. And I had a moment the other day where I just like was, I got a really, really nice message. And I was like, you know what? Like I, whether, whether our follower numbers go up or not, you (laughs) know, I know, I know that this show is bringing people joy and that was why I did it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Is there a vibe among the cast that like, oh, this wasn't, successful like I because I would not have had that impression like I think it was a hit I think it was great I mean I don't I I think the I don't know I yeah I have to ask everyone but I'm just I'm just by osmosis yeah in a group chat right with with people who have we've been taught like are There's talking about other getting objectives verified. yeah and and people are being unsuccessfully verified right now right so I I'm just reporting that yeah. to yes. you and yes. we're all kind of reacting together yes what that means <laughs> yes got it i think it means it. i need to spend less time on the internet i uh, think that is <laughs> i think it's, it's tough it, it's, it's tough, a consideration tough, tough. yeah uh, that was my one so that was something that i had written down and my second thing i'm just like taking control a little yes, bit yes please the second thing I wrote down was just or nor. Like, I think we were in Australia. We were or saying nor. or nor all or the time. Nor. Or nor. Like, this Are you was... saying oh nor? Um, I'm saying or nor. Like, this was 2021. Oh, no. It was peak or nor. And since the show came out, like, it's there's nothing. And no one is saying, like... There's so much you could do with it, but I feel like it's it's just devo- you don't even hear an Australian accent on the show, and right. it's just in it's just really crazy to me that just like Ornor right. is like not a part of it because you were so immersed in it, and that was like such a part of your experience, and you're like they were not getting it, like we were there. <laughs> it was very very Aussie the whole time, uh. and I think. I think what's, like, interesting about, like, people saying there wasn't mess, because, like, when I left the show, I was like, this was the messiest thing I've ever experienced. 
because if you watch like Australian reality shows versus American Australian mm-hmm. uh, reality shows, like in Australia, it's a lot more like cheeky and flirty and yeah. like mm-hmm. really just like so that was the vibe. Like when we were filming it, like it was always about like we were constantly being asked questions about like who had crushes on who. Oh you know, my we were, wow! We were always talking about that, right, and it's fun. it's it's just absent from. From the final product, so yeah. all I have to say is or nor. Or nor. Thank <laughs> you. I mean, I, yeah, it's funny because it's almost like the most started with like Anderson Cooper, and also I feel like Alex Wagner is like they're like legitimate like news reporters, so they're mm-hmm. like we're here to report the business, but we're mm-hmm. also like we could report some of the smut, like. <laughs> I mean, we were doing everything we could to delegitimize it. <laughs> Uh, so those were my two points that I wanted to make. Thank oh, you. No. Thank oh, you no. for sharing. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Um, okay, so moving past challenges a little bit, like quiz. That's the other like big mm. game component. Um, I feel like it's what kind of helps the game stand apart from like elimination being voted out, Survivor Big Brother. Um, does... Were there feelings involved in those eliminations, like any eliminations that were really hard to see Um, or like, I don't know, what was that process like of relying on yourself in in that moment? I think for me, definitely it was a spiritual process. Mm -hmm. You know, I've I've said this before, but I, I my mantra was I surrender and in the game i was creating a spiritual bubble around me where the quizzes did not matter mm. i'm not saying i'm not saying the quizzes didn't matter For but sure. in in my world right. which was my world of the game was 23 out of 24 hours in a room by myself right. staring out the window you know so in my mm. world the quizzes did not yeah. matter mm-hmm. so in the first the first quiz i made all this crazy stuff in the jungle and then they called me first so i was like thank you tyra banks i got called first <laughs> yes. i'm here to stay people so i think it, it was to me it was like pick a person and just get it over mm-hmm. with you know so um it was it was it that part of it but i think the the other thing is when you actually think about how nobody was voting for kasi mm-hmm. um my feeling throughout the game that this was this random Russian roulette where you could be chopped at any moment was actually a correct feeling Mm -hmm. because nobody was correct. So us going home actually was completely random and that was that was what I was feeling. And that without anyone telling me. And I think other people were feeling that almost um probably less literally, Mm -hmm. but but I mean Pranav kind of had a feeling when yeah. he was going home. And I think, you know, it, it, towards the end, it kind of wasn't a surprise right. who no. was going home. Mm. And even up till mine, like, you could, every other elimination, you can see on my face, like, I'm just meditating and breathing. Mm-hmm. And then on this one, before I check my phone, I literally have a heart attack. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I remember like, you yeah. T- hold your chest. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I feel, though, like, emotionally there's a bit of freedom there because on a game of, like, Survivor or Big Brother, it's, like, the whole social aspect of, like, people Mm -hmm. needing to vote you out and, like, then it getting personal and then you feeling like, oh, I need to politic Mm -hmm. and this and that. Where this, it's, like, a bit of freedom. Like, I take the quiz, I press enter, and, like, what's done is done, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm either here or I'm not. (laughs) For me, yes. I mean, because I didn't have blood on my hands per se <laughs> yeah. i wasn't doing things to to sabotage other people's mm-hmm. quizzes you mm. know but yeah in that sense it is a little bit more hands-off and i mean with us like you you no one was really going home you were going into a hotel in australia <laughs> right. to just like right. hang out for the rest of the summer right. so it wasn't so it the consequences weren't so horrendica right yeah i do love that illusion of like okay safe travels home get in this car ride you're going to you know your house and it's like movie magic you're not being eliminated is not glamorous and i don't know if you've ever seen the show unreal before Mm -mm. Um, no but i know the premise it's like so it's about the behind the scenes of the bachelor Mm -hmm. and it's also based on a a short film uh it's actually produced by someone named sarah shapiro no Mm -hmm. relation (laughs) but shapiro's we're everywhere but (laughs) um but um a lot of this a lot in that original movie it's this like scene this juxtaposition of someone like in this kind of like a ball gown with this big floodlight and a camera in the middle of like a parking lot Mm -hmm. and you don't you don't see a lot of those interviews with us there is one with joy that makes it but we did interviews like that all the time Mm -hmm. and and when it comes down to it whether you're in australia or in montecito you're just a piece of meat in a parking lot Mm -hmm. you just got eliminated yeah and they're like and some pa is like what do you want for dinner and i was like uh mcdonald's you know and and that's the end and i at a certain point I stopped packing before eliminations, even though we were supposed to. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. And then I was like, wait, am I really not going to pack up my stuff? They're like, no. And it's just like in trash bags, like I'm Angelina <laughs> on the Jersey Shore. <laughs> it's not It's not glamorous being eliminated. No. Amazing. Oh. Um, okay, so like... I don't know. Obviously, like, the audience doesn't see every quiz question. Like, you can, if you, like, pause your screen, you can read, like, one or two here or there. My understanding from, like, previous seasons and from any glimpse that you can catch is that they're, like, very specific questions. Like, almost to the point where it's, like, what color shorts was the mole wearing at lunch on day two? I don't know, like, how far off that is. But, like, that's just, like, (laughs) my understanding of it. At least there's some questions like that. Um, Like, one, do you feel like the quiz questions were, like, easy or hard, like, on that level? Um, And, like, two... Did you feel over or underprepared for the quiz? Like that first quiz you sat down, you see the questions. Were you like, oh, shit, this was harder than I thought? I mean, if I was going for the right person on every quiz, I would have had no problem from beginning to end mm-hmm. because I, I memorized the questions that they asked us on the intake. And then okay. there was a certain point oh. where they where they reconfirmed those answers. So it was... So in terms of quizzes, that probably made up 50% of the questions. Got so him. that's zodiac sign, yeah. favorite flower, you know, hair color. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it we sometimes there were questions where it was like, okay, is their hair light brown or dark brown? And yeah. I remember that like 
made Avery so mad. Like she was just like so pissed. Yeah. And I was like, she's she's not the mole. The mole would not be like stressing over right. this question. <laughs> but I would say like I I took it upon myself to to when I thought Sandy was the mole to just ask her all of those questions just in mm-hmm. casual conversation. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think she thought that I thought that she was the mole when I was doing that. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so then the other half is, yeah, it's did the person show up in the first car, the second car, the third right. car? Mm. What are they wearing? If you are going into an episode with an idea of who you're going to pick as the mole by the time that episode is over, which I was doing, right. I wasn't really paying attention to the missions that much. Um, it's easy. You just look at one person mm-hmm. and write down all of their outfits, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I I didn't think that the cool. questions really ca- caught me by surprise. And maybe there were two or three that I was like, there's no way I would know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. But but two, but most of them, at least 50%, you should really be getting right based on who you think the mm-hmm. most. Right, right, right. You go into it with a goal. Were people like happy to share information about like things that they filled out on mm. their pre-intake or like were people being a little shady about it being like oh, I don't know what my favorite flower is well I um after they the first after we had like quiz pre- like quiz orientation slash training mm-hmm. where we took a a practice quiz mm-hmm. just to get used to the computers and stuff I just I think a lot of us were feeling really panicked. And I said to Casey, I go, what color shoes were you wearing yesterday? And she goes, why would I tell you? And she oh, kind of like, yeah, oh. she, exactly. and I was like, Casey. I was like, well, she's not the mole because yeah. the, because it ultimately, it, it, if you're not the mole, 11 out of 12 people are not the mole. You kind of want people answering questions about you. Mm-hmm. So right. in these group in these group discussions, like it didn't really, you know, there was no reason to lie mm-hmm. about yourself. And there were right. times when we were, 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 there were some people who really kept everybody's information. Mm-hmm. Like Casey, again, had this huge chart. Wow. And I remember like the day before she got eliminated, I was like, what college did you go to? And she's like, you're just asking me that now. And I was like, <laughs> it don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, super random question that I don't know if you can answer. Do they provide alcohol? Like, can you drink while you're filming? Oh, we, we were certain. You can see us having some drinks on camera. Okay. So yeah. that was, if we are having a champagne toast, it's real champagne, mm-hmm. you know. I yeah. mean, if you wanted to have three drinks at an elimination nobody's stopping you right um but but it wasn't there really was not drinking or partying Mm -hmm. going on off camera okay Um, interesting um yeah also i guess you got to be sharp you got to take the quiz you know (laughs) if you're getting too loose like (laughs) yeah i mean if the quizzes matter (laughs) right right um okay so Kind of taking back to, you know, you talked about like PAs offering you, you know, your your dinner and some other behind the scenes crew. Um, I know some of the most fun Tori and I had on our little LRG is hanging out with the camera people and just like seeing how it all gets made and meeting those people because they put like they're the reason this is happening in addition to the front facing talent. Um, so any like friendships made with the crew, what was that like? Were you able to 
hang out with them and kind of get to know them as well. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think the crew was just lovely. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we spend most of our time with the crew. I'm friends with a lot of them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I had, before I worked on um, Dora the Explorer, I did do some reality show gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually worked on the show Solitary, which is a really old game show where people are locked in pods. Oh, I, what? I worked... I worked on like a few other random shows. I, I mean, I, I was a PA on Watch What Happens Live too. Oh, cool! On Bravo. Oh my gosh! Um, so I I wasn't so like I was less starstruck by right. like the process, right. but just starstruck that wow, like I'm in front of the camera, right? You know? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's it is it is just an intoxicating feeling mm-hmm. knowing that there's all this stuff happening around you, mm-hmm. you know? So it, you could definitely see how, you know, give getting this kind of treatment by, like, having a crew mm-hmm. that's there to cater to your every need, like, long-term can make you into a really, really detached and delusional Right, yeah, right. Yeah. I would imagine that, like, that tolerance grows and you might just want a little more next time because it's such an exciting kind of center of everything type of feeling uh-huh oh man yeah i mean there was just and there was just crew just devoted to to meeting our needs you know wow. to keeping to giving us food shelter you know entertainment so we were just babies we yeah. were literally wow. just babies <laughs> you were like oh, i'm no. baby <laughs> Baby I love Greg. I love being a baby. <laughs> I miss being a baby. Yeah, that, that sounds was like great. the hardest thing. Yeah. Oh, like, uh. me. Okay. So obviously like you filming the mole, there's like a lot of very intense like physical scenarios, mental challenges, emotional challenges. Is there like a moment that sticks out to you as something you're the most proud of that you like just are proud of yourself. Um, I mean, there's so many. <laughs> I think one one of the one of the exercises that like the psychologist you know gave us mm-hmm. after we got eliminated was kind of to go through like all the things mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that you're proud of. So I do have a lot. I do have a lot that I'm proud of. But I think um, this mission that you didn't see, uh, I posted pictures of it on Reddit, but it was about. Um, projection and they had like uh different denominations of money projected uh across a room Mm -hmm. and some were plus values and some were minus values and i had to stack cardboard boxes in like this screen so that only the values uh that i wanted had to be fully projected onto a box Mm -hmm. and no partial could be and it needed to add up in the end total five thousand dollars and i did it on my own and i finished Uh. it just in time Uh. and i think the the fact that i did it successfully like it is probably a reason why it didn't make the show and looking back mm. like I should have just taken no no other player was there I should have just taken my stool and just like knocked it over in <laughs> yeah. the last second you know it's yeah. some right. kind of like it went too performance well. art yeah exactly <laughs> I was proud of that I was definitely proud of like the the two truths and a lie mission like, yes that was, that, I loved I was, that with you yeah I was feeling myself there um <laughs> And I was proud of my outfits, honestly. Yeah. Your reunion outfit loved. That takes me to an important next question, which happens at the unveiling of you all at the reunion, but the the finale. Um, 
I loved when you were checking for Will, is he wearing the pearls? So is there a story of the pearls? Like, whose were they? Because he he was wearing pearls. Yeah, I mean, I said, is he, I said, is he wearing the pearls? And they caught, that actually said, is he still wearing the pearls? Wow, Frankenstein edit. Yeah. Yes. So the still is important because at that point we had seen these pearls a lot. I mean, I guess, I guess we were at a regional airport in Australia and he really saw them and wanted to get them and and pair it with kind of like the spiky dog collar kind of thing. (laughs) So it was like, it was like a pearl yeah, it was like a pearl spike combo. Oh, okay. And he just he just wore these and he hasn't um taken them he had not taken them off. Okay. So that is the story oh. behind the pearls. And Alex was laughing. She was she was really cracking up at that line of questioning. Because cause, cause sometimes she's asking a lot of questions. It's nice for her to just sit back right. and ask some questions. Yeah. So I, I just said, we. Is, yeah, we were, yeah, we were intrigued. <laughs> yes. And he, he was still wearing them. Yes. You know? And I think if anyone's watching um, Winter House right now on Bravo, one of the people is wearing pearls oh. as well. So. I think it's jokes uh, jokes on us. Like, does Bartise on Love is Blind wear pearls? Oh, my God. Like he would. Like, do we want to talk like about Bartise? <laughs> I feel like he'd wear pearls. Yeah. I just feel like he would. And he would, like, yeah. gloat about how he's, like, a real man because he's wearing pearls and he's secure. That's my take. Bartise? Uh, he comment he commented on Will's page. Oh, what? Yeah, he's a fan. He's a fan. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, finale is coming this week, by the way. I don't want to get us off track, but, uh. It's been so healing for me just to see a whole bunch of other people do this. Like, it's, it's been, it's been hard. Like, I think being on a reality show, like, it makes you just, like, you Mm -hmm. see how the sausage is made. So it's kind of been hard for me to watch Real Housewives. It's something that I loved and I, Uh, I'm kind of, like, not enchanted by it as much, but this season of Love is Blind, just, it's, it's just nursing me back to life. Good, good. It feels so good. (laughs) Good. Yeah. It's, Uh, like, such. Is there, like, I wish there was, like, some kind of, is there, like, an alumni network where you can be, like, we both were just on reality TV shows. We're healing. Let's connect and heal together. (laughs) I know you'd think that it was just it would be so clear that you yeah. you are a fan of reality then you go on a show and then suddenly the gates open and you're right. in this like LinkedIn type mixer but <laughs> it, it's not like that and I think it's I think just for me being like gay like I think it's it's not like there's so many more like straight people mm-hmm. in the Netflix mm-hmm. world because mm-hmm. there's also this like you know, there's, I mean, there's a spinoff coming, you know, there's a, a spinoff of, uh, of a, a Netflix dating show with a lot of different, the alum, including alum from the mole. Whoa. So I'm, I'm excited to see that. I mean, this is all alleged. I read about oh, it online. Intrigued. I don't, yeah. I don't have any tea exactly about it, but, but yeah, so I, I, I was not invited to be on this dating mm. spinoff because I, I'm just not compatible with people from a lot of the shows mm. um but no there is no there yeah. is no big world where with the mole cast is left to fend for themselves yeah. without blue check marks like yes. it's, it's rough it's rough but yeah so Greg, how oh is gosh. it like watching yourself back on tv is it like anxiety inducing or is it almost like a relief that like oh my gosh i've been sitting on this for so long like it's out there 
I mean, I think you've said it in one of your episode descriptions, like you wish you could have my crazy confidence because yes. for me, it's, I just enjoy it. There's, yeah. Yeah. there's nobody that finds me more entertaining than myself. So, <laughs> yes, and us yeah. probably, <laughs> I mean, we're right up there. I'm at the point now where I don't watch it. I don't watch the mole anymore. Mm-hmm. I watched the episodes and I kind of just watched my 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 fun moments just to see mm-hmm. and I, I i'm i'm proud of myself i think you get Good, you yeah. get a range yeah. you see me laugh you see me cry mm-hmm. you see me yell you see me manipulate you see me giggle yeah. Oh, yeah. you see me be sinister you see me be innocent yes. like i just there's so many sides to myself and i i feel i feel really grateful that the audience could see it i mean that's how you should feel like that's i mean that's what comes across there's like nothing to be right like uh, anxious about like it's all it's all good and it's all real but like i'm sure that's just a a weird experience yeah yeah it's weird but i still i feel like kind of even just to like post on instagram and just like be talking to the camera Mm -hmm. i feel so like exposed Mm -hmm. like not being produced by someone like Mm. i would Right. I would prefer somebody always to be producing me yeah. versus me <laughs> producing myself. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so how is the cast doing in terms of um, any plans to reunite? Um, I think you mentioned like you're really tight with Sandy and you have a good relationship with Joy. Um, what do those ongoing relationships look like? So we've like, we've... Um, Sandy and I have traveled together twice and Joy and I have traveled together twice oh, since the fun. show. So That's I'm, awesome. I'm excited for that content to come out, yes. you know, yes. for those for those collabs yes. um, to make a splash. Um, but I don't, nothing is in the books yet. Um, hopefully, hopefully I do see Joy and Sandy and some of the other guys in the new year. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, like, just to be completely honest about, like, a full cast reunion, like, the last time I saw these people, I was kind of paid to hang out with them. Right. You know, and, and right. So it's, like, to, to hang out for free is kind of a, it's kind of a jump. Yeah. It's kind of a departure. Because <laughs> it's, we are all from different backgrounds. We're all different ages. Right. Like, it's, there's not, sometimes there's just not a lot of common ground. Yes. and. and and when we're like on a show, there's a team of people that are like meeting our needs. Right. And it's kind of like mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you're in college with someone, like and you're meeting at the dining hall, it's easier to maintain a friendship versus when you go abroad together right. and you're yeah. like, wait, actually, like we are so different. Right. right. So right, right. the one thing you had in common was filming the mole and now you're not. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And not every so, so not everything needs to last forever. Like this was a phase and you were in each other's lives and you don't need to yeah, still be, be with these people forever. But th- that being said, <laughs> if someone wants if someone really wants to see us all get together and right. to, to fly us out somewhere like right. yes, I'm down. But in terms of like travel, like traveling's like my profession, it's something that I take really seriously and when someone's traveling with me like they're getting like the five-star treatment mm-hmm. like they don't have to worry about anything because I I take pride in in creating just like amazing amazing trips mm. so it's just that is my default so I think if we all were to travel again together like I would probably exhaust myself right you know just by responding to yeah. everyone's putting that little... effort in all, exactly everyone. yeah 
Just keeping it real. Just keeping yeah, it real. No, but one on one on ones, like Casey's moving to Portland, I think next week, and oh. that's really close to Seattle. Uh, so we're definitely gonna hang out. Nice. Oh, for sure. That's awesome. Do you have uh, like anything specific coming down the pipeline, like for you next? Or are you just like trying to get back to the the work and the real the regular life grind? Or like, do you I have think, any specific yeah. hopes? Like, would you be like, I want to do another show? Next goals, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, keeping it one hundred. Like before the pandemic, I was like trying to um, produce a show, not about myself, about a group of people cool. um, going into the going into the Amazon together. Ooh, um, wow. So the show. Um, did win a pitch contest and I was able to go to a conference and pitch the show around. And then, you know, things take a long time. Mm-hmm. I ended up being the person in the jungle on TV, which <laughs> was so great. But, but just seeing like myself on Netflix and seeing myself in the jungle is kind of just like affirming to me that I should still continue yes. pursuing mm-hmm. this show. And, and I think I would love to be a producer and I would love to to produce this show. So I'm, I'm actively working to continue to make uh, this vision a reality. I love That's that. Exciting. I love that your experience on the mole was like affirming in in that, you know, mm-hmm. um, like it gave you like that almost like sign like this is actually what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. I mean, I think I, there's I was pulling a bit more strings than the audience might see. You know, I was yeah. getting amazing performances out of my castmates and I was making it a little easier for the producers. It's that's like for in sure. the rolling credits, it's like co-produced by Greg Shapiro. <laughs> Just give him the goods. Give him the goods and you could go have lunch faster. Like it's that simple. Yes. Yeah. Um, like it's I remember almost me- like the love yeah. is blind scene where Andrew puts in his eye drops and he's... Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Greg's like, here are the I, drops. <laughs> I missed that and somebody just pointed it out to me to go back and watch that and yes. I was like so shocked it because I crazy. I missed I missed that scene so all I got out of Andrew was that he was just this like kind of incel obsessed with edging <laughs> like, from his trip to Bali you know like all these guys go to Bali they yeah. learn about edging yeah. and that becomes their personality yeah so I thought I thought that was so I when I was seeing Nancy with Bartice, I was looking I was like I was like, I miss Andrew. And then someone was like, oh no, like look at the tears. And I was like, oh my God. Like, that is like really, really wild. I loved it. Incredible moment to make the air. Oh my gosh. I loved crying on camera. So I did I did not need I did not need I I, I cried way more than what you saw. I cried yeah. pretty there's a moment I cried pretty much every episode and it just felt good just like oh, exposing yeah. yourself yeah. in that way. It's cathartic. Yeah. Were you like no, getting good sleep? Like I feel like I wouldn't be sleeping well and that would make me cry mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Were we getting good sleep? I mean it was the winter, so the sun went down mm-hmm. kind of early. Mm-hmm. And then like if you're if you kinda I guess I'm feeling this like in the work from home kind of thing. Like if you don't actively like get your steps, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like you're so I would say I was up at the crack of dawn every day mm-hmm. like and that was I, I couldn't sleep in there and you didn't kind of get breakfast until like breakfast time oh. so I always had like 
oatmeal packets with me so that I could like feed myself for like the three hours that I would wake up before a human mm-hmm. came to check on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self-caring <laughs> baby, taking care of yourself yeah. <laughs> in the hours. Um, so as we start to wind down, any thoughts that you feel like you haven't gotten out there that you would like to? What I want to, what I want, especially like at this point, if you're, okay, if you're listening to this point, you've probably listened to a lot of interviews with other cast members Mm -hmm. and you've probably heard us talk about like being isolated a lot Mm -hmm. in the show and it, it was difficult, but also like it, it all things can be difficult and things can also be beautiful at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think being able to to create boundaries in in your life where you like even when I get ready for bed, like I turn off the Wi-Fi and all mm-hmm. my devices. Mm-hmm. And I, I think once you really disconnect and you could really tap into your your intuition, like where you should be going on your path becomes very loud and you mm-hmm. do start start to see the signs everywhere. And I think being on the mole was a really, really, really once in a lifetime experience for me to experience that for three months, yeah. to not be concerned. I was almost like, a, mm. a, I felt like I was like a monk of sorts yeah. because I, all I did all day was meditate. I was served all my meals and all I was yeah. there was to just like, think and and be myself and Mm -hmm. and it's like a blessing like when else are you gonna get a chance to have three months to just be where your your only concern is like yourself and your thoughts and your experience like and and the loudest voice Mm -hmm. especially towards the end was to just to just put joy down on the quiz Mm -hmm. like yeah that's all i that's all i focused on Mm -hmm. and i have to at this point a year later I know that that was 100% the right decision for yeah. me mm-hmm. um, and probably the right decision for everyone. Yeah. Ugh, uh, I love it. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Um, our final question, closing question before we say goodbye. Um, you've had so many good recommendations and things that you've just shared of things in your world. Um, but is there any sort of recommendation of just anything you're loving right now? It could be something concrete like a song, a show, um, or it could be something a little more conceptual, like some of your um, like thoughts and approaches and mantras. mantras. Anything you want to put out into the world that you would recommend other people kind of check out? Um, just because I have this platform, it's just the idea of neuroelasticity mm-hmm. and that your brain can change and the way you talk about your brain mm-hmm. manifests what your brain becomes. And I think a lot of people... Um, this is just me using my platform right now, but a lot of people talk about anxiety Mm -hmm. and depression. You know, these are are big things that affect a lot of people and definitely affect a lot of people in a clinical way, Mm -hmm. you know, where the point where you you need help to get through this. Mm -hmm. At the same time, at the same time, if you speak about anxiety, depression, I have anxiety, I, I, Mm -hmm. this is my... I have depression and and you become the symptoms like it makes it a lot harder to get better and as Mm -hmm. someone who has has experienced the symptoms of anxiety Mm -hmm. the symptoms of depression the symptoms of chronic pain Mm -hmm. you know it really is changing your mindset and meditating it sounds so simple and and it 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 changes the neural pathways mm-hmm. like in your brain and and you really really can transform and I know that like mm-hmm. looking at 
where I've come. You've lived a year it. Prior to, a a mm-hmm. year prior to the show, a year after the show. Um, and now I have this amazing platform to um, to help people heal, hopefully. So mm-hmm. that is my message. Amazing. I love Thank that you. so much. Thank you so much, Greg. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Thank you so much for having me. Oh. And I just want to say, like, I just want to touch on that because I know you guys are Twihards, Twilight fans. <laughs> yes. when, when I sent that cameo, I was in Forks and I just finished reading the first book last week tonight is a full moon and when i sent the cameo like i sent it and i had bad service and i just closed the door Mm -hmm. and i left the the phone in my room and then i tripped mushrooms so that was like my last message to the outside world and then when i was when i was done like i i I was like i didn't know if it sent or not so i went back to my room and i was like oh my god like the transmission sent out so (laughs) greg your cameo talking about twilight i immediately was like oh like he's our he's our type of person jackie and i have a very long friendship and went to every midnight premiere of every movie together <laughs> in college it was our event on yeah. on the premiere nights i just like I, I i finished the first book and i i kind of feel i saw the movie but i i kind of just feel i feel like just sad i feel like be- it's not love bella it's right. not love right no. knowing what we know now no. <laughs> It's not love. Like, please, please. We stop. frequently talk about imprinting too. We're always mm-hmm. like, oh, they imprinted on me. <laughs> like, yeah. And the thing is, too, is like, I don't think that Edward's family actually cares about Bella's family. I think because Bella muttered once, but what about my dad? Like, yeah. they make her parents' survival a priority. But if she said to them, I don't care about my parents, they would be a-okay yeah like leaving those guys in the dust it's like edward you're a 300 year old vampire who is trying really hard to hide your identity why did you enroll in the local high school why are you taking many plot holes biology 100 stop i know you'd think he'd become a a university student yeah always (laughs) be in college at least what you know there's a lot to go get into there that's a whole nother podcast but next time um okay thank you so much greg and thank you everyone for listening um you can check us out on twitter at holy moly podcast you can email us feedback at holy moly podcast at gmail.com and like and subscribe and just uh stay tuned for any future holy moly updates down the line uh bye y'all bye everyone thank you greg <laughs>